welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I am so glad to be with you today. Thank you for continuing to listen in, and we are still working on a series on the spiritual disciplines. And again, always, these are standalone, so if you're just joining us today, you will be fine to listen to this one. And um, as always, I'd love you to go back and listen to the other ones. They started, the series started in episode 52 with the introduction, and from there we can um, continued on and we talked about Bible reading, and then we talked about biblical meditation and scripture memory. Uh, We did Bible study, and the last episode was on prayer. So today, we are on episode 57, and we're going to talk about journaling. And while God's Word doesn't specifically talk about journaling, it is a spiritual discipline that many saints over the years have benefited from. And then I think of how we now, as current believers, have benefited from the journals of the saints of the past. I think of journals like the Diary of David Brainerd, written by Jonathan Edwards, or George Miller's autobiography, or Jim Elliott's journal, put together by his wife, Elizabeth Elliott. These are treasures that we have of how the Lord work in and through their lives. Now, as I'm saying this, it doesn't mean that anyone may ever read our journals, and that shouldn't be the reason that we journal to begin with. But our personal journal on our walk in life with Christ can be a huge encouragement in our walk with Him. So the word journal, or sometimes people, you may call it a diary, is just a place where we record our personal history. Donald Whitney described it. He said, as a Christian, your journal is a place to document the works and ways of God in your life. Your journal can also include an account of daily events, a record of personal relationships, a notebook of insights into scripture, and or a list of prayer requests. Spontaneous devotional thoughts or lengthy theological musings can be preserved there. A journal is one of the best places for charting your progress in the other spiritual disciplines and for holding yourself accountable to your goals. All right, as I just quoted Donald Whitney, the reminder here again is, Jesus did not die so we could become good record keepers of our spiritual lives, but he died to make us right with God. So if we choose to journal, it's a place where we're going to write about how God's word and the gospel affects our day-to-day life. I think of a few verses here I want to share with you. Psalm 119.15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Psalm 102.18 says, Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. And Psalm 119.27 says, Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. So journaling can help us to process areas of sin in our lives and see a bit more into our motives. It can be a place to keep record of significant events in our lives, and we can record our response to them. It can help you to see patterns of sin or areas of weakness as you look back and read through or analyze your entries. 
writing on the Puritans and their journal keeping, and I don't know who this is, but Edmund S. Morgan stated, the journal can be a mirror in which we see more clearly our attitudes, thoughts, words, and actions, since we will be held accountable for each of these at judgment, evaluating them by any means is wisdom. And Psalm 62, 8 says, to pour out our heart before him and our journals, they're a place where we can do this. Um, Maurice Roberts stated, and again, as always, as I'm giving these quotes and Bible verses, these will all be in the show notes. So don't feel like you have to hurry and get them down. You can head on over to the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com and head over to the podcast show notes and you'll find all the quotes and verses and things like that, the references mentioned there. So Maurice Roberts stated, a spiritual diary will tend to deepen and sanctify the emotional life of a child of God. There is great value to us of becoming more deeply emotional over the great issues of our faith. Our age is not deep enough in feelings. Biblical men are depicted as weeping copious tears, as sighing and groaning, as on an occasion rejoicing with ecstasy. They were ravished by the very idea of God. They had a passion for Jesus Christ, his person, offices, names, titles, words, and works. It is our shame to be so cold, unfeeling, and unemotional in spite of all that God has done to us and for us in Christ. The keeping of a diary might help us to put us right in this respect also, end quote there. So a little more direct on how journaling may help us in the pursuit of holiness, I want to quote Donald Whitney. He says, we tend to feel most deeply about what we think most deeply about. By slowing us down and prompting us to think more deeply about the things of God, journaling helps us feel more deeply about them. Writing in a journal provides an opportunity for the intangible grays of mind work and heart work to distill clearly into black and white. Then we're better able to express those thoughts and feelings to the Lord." So some other ways that journaling may be a benefit to us is It helps us to remember the work of the Lord in our lives. We can share God's word in our lives with generations to come after us. We don't know whose hands our journals may fall into. And as I stated earlier, that's not the reason we write it, because that alone is always by God's good providence. But how sweet it would be to be able to share the faithfulness of God in your life, not only with your children and your grandchildren, but possibly even your great or great-great-grandchildren that you may not meet while on this earth. As I write down that thought, I think about what other information may be sweet to share in our journals, thoughts on our early childhood, names of parents and grandparents, and as far back as you can go with the birth dates and deaths and places they lived and were born. What about writing down your conversion story and how the Lord opened your eyes to the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ? God can do things that we can't even imagine through our written words in the lives of others. I hope our words may cause generations after us to praise him and that he would cause in their hearts a desire to seek salvation in him. I have this book that's so precious to me from my grandmother, and I've shared about her before on here. My grandmother was just a sweet woman. She came over from Croatia as a young girl um, in the early 1900s. Grandma was born in 1912, and she, um, she lived to be 102, and I don't know... Um, 
my thought is, um, just from knowing her past that she did not believe on Christ, but I don't know that there's always that hope there. I have that was the nursing home she was in that besides us, maybe others shared their faith with her. And at some point, maybe, um, the Lord opened grandma's eyes to repent and believe, but my grandma put together a book for me as one of those that you buy at, you know, the card stores or somewhere, a little gift book, kind of grandma, tell me your memories. And she did write in it, not every single entry, but she wrote quite a bit in it. And it was such a blessing to me to have that book of hers to look back to in her handwriting and with her thoughts and just to capture some of those memories. Um, so obviously that's not the main reason we journal, especially spiritually. My grandma's journal was just a journal, a journal of her life and events, and it meant a lot to me. So it's a treasure I want to hold on to. Um, but also just continuing on from their story that just came to mind. And I have a sad story to tell with that journal that I kind of, um, I'm going to throw it out there for you guys to pray for me on that, just in case it's still around. But I put together this journal and I took a bunch of pictures of all the pages. I was going to make a photo book for my other family members. And as I went through and did that somewhere in the midst of that, I got a picture of all the pages. So I have a record of all the pages of the journal, but I lost the physical journal. And my fear is that I I tossed it and I'm not even sure how that would happen. I've tore my house apart looking for it and I've not found it. So one day I pray I find it, but if not, I'm thankful to have all those memories and photos at least. And I'm going to work on passing that, making a book out of it and passing that on. But Okay, continuing on. Sorry, little side note there. So again, there's just so many things going on around us and much more than we can see or appreciate at times. And David Mathis shared a thought that I love because I, I get that life can be so busy and we don't take time to ponder or as Donald Whitney said, to think deeply about things. But Davis Mathis stated that journaling is a way of slowing life down for just a few moments and trying to process at least a sliver of it for the glory of God, our own growth and development and our enjoyment of the details. I love that. And the enjoyment of the details to enjoy some of the things that we're writing and treasuring and talking about and thinking through and writing in those moments. Those are great times to make maybe your journal to be, um, not just a journal, but a gratitude journal with that. So maybe at the end of your entries, you ponder several items for that day or week that you have to give thanks to the Lord for that what we have enjoyed of the gifts that he's given us. And as we journal, it helps us um, to also even become better communicators or better writers as we're doing that. So again, not even just giving um, praise and gratitude to the Lord, but think about how often we neglect to give praise and gratitude because we don't take time to think about those things and pause. All right, I've been pretty brief here so far, and I'm I, my really my hope is enough to get you pondering more about starting a journal because maybe you're someone who'd like to journal and you haven't started it yet or maybe you've already journaled on and off in your lifetime or maybe you're an avid journaler so wherever you're at with this my hope in the podcast episode today is to just encourage you to start or keep going and i want to give you a few thoughts here to help encourage us towards that And also to come back and just remind you again, there is no right or wrong way to do this. And again, the reminder, you don't even have to do this, all right? I don't ever want to feel like I'm putting some kind of heavy burden on you because that's not the case. But if you'd like to begin or be a bit more consistent, stick with me here. I hope I can be a little bit of an encouragement to that. So before I share some ways to journal and get started, 
I wanted to share what I do because I am the queen of simple because that just works for me. If I overcomplicate things, I don't tend to stick with them. So you guys have been with me here long enough to know from basics, like the everyday things like house cleaning and laundry and routines and schedules and cooking, I am pretty simple in my basic routines. So I have a journal that it's it's separate from my time that I spend meditating on God's word. So if you listen to that podcast, you know I kind of keep um, a, a notebook or a journal on just my scriptural meditations. This My journal for um, spiritual journaling is separate. It's just the way I operate. My journal usually sits on my nightstand, and I do utilize it as a traditional type of diary too. I'll write down maybe a brief synopsis of the day's events, and then from there I turn it into prayer, and then gratitude is what I do. Um, confession here, I do not journal daily. I may go a week at times without writing anything down, and I have learned not to be a perfectionist about it because that would make me want to just give up on it. I like what David Mathis said again, journaling should serve your life, not vice versa. So I'll just pick up wherever I left off. I don't try to catch up. I may write a thought or two that stood out for me that from the days I missed, you know, whether if I've had time with grandbabies and there was something cute they said, I might tend to write that down, but it's not meant to be um, my life story. And really, as my that famous saying goes um, from the internet, ain't nobody got time for that, okay? So we are writing for the benefit of our own souls. So this is where my daily thoughts turn to prayer, scriptures that maybe stood out to me and reflections on my walk with the Lord over that day. I may ponder things that are really heavy on my heart, noticing God's providences in my life, thankfulness to the Lord, and the best reminder is to bring my focus back to the gospel and how working through how I can apply it to my difficulties or sorrows or even joys from that day. These are my keys to sticking with it, keeping it simple. Um, I have a favorite journal that I picked up on Amazon. It's a favorite one I go back to and reorder. It's just easy to find in my orders where I just put in their journal and it comes up and I order the same one. There's different covers on it. I'll link to that in the show notes, but you could use anything. I know my local Myers sometimes get some cute journals in or Target, but you can use a notebook. If you like technology, you can type it. And there's even journaling apps out there to do that. Or you could just use a basic word processing program like Word or, um, or um, and Mac you can, or an Apple, you can use Pages. Don't put pressure on yourself to have to do it daily. And when you fall behind, don't feel the need that you have to catch up. I mean, if you want to do that, you can. I'm just saying don't put pressure on yourself to do that. I know for me personally, when I start journaling at night, even if I'm really tired because I do it right before bed, the words just start to flow once I begin. When I start thinking, I'll just give this, you know, just a few minutes, maybe five minutes, it usually turns more into like 15 to 20. So let's talk about some journaling helps, and maybe some of these will resonate better with you than my simple method. Again, there's no rules here, so you need to find a method that works best for you. So starting with my favorite tip, keep it simple. You can utilize your journal, the same one, for biblical meditation, for scripture memory, and your journaling. That's a great way to do it. Your journaling can flow out of the time you spend meditating on God's word. Another way to keep it simple is to keep it short. Journal for however long works for you. I mean, maybe it's only five minutes. That's okay. That's a great place to start. You can write down a lot in five minutes. And if the words are flowing, you're probably going to just naturally end up going longer than that. 
Um, another one is pick up a pretty journal. Again, there's so many options today. And one of my favorite splurges that I've loved is to use disposable fountain pens. I found some on Amazon I just love. I'm going to link to those in the show notes for you if you're interested. I am really lazy to take care of a regular good old-fashioned fountain pen on my own. I know like all you fountain pen lovers out there are like cringing that I said that right now because I know there's, you know, there's a pretty much love here for brands and types and all that stuff, but I just wouldn't take care of it and I'd probably have it to keep getting clogged and stuff. But I have to be honest, my disposable ones, my hand doesn't tire from writing. I just love how they feel and write and the way it's just effortless. So if you haven't tried one, the disposable ones are a great place to start. And maybe you'll want a real one, a good fancy one. And if you do, check out Albert Moeller. I think he's like a fountain pen guru. I've heard that before from his um, podcast on the briefing. So he would be the one to check out on that. So Donald Whitney, whose book, The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life, that I've been utilizing um, as a main resource for this series, he journals on the computer. And um, he talked about that he prints out the sheets into a binder at times. And it sounded like from his book that his journal is a mix of handwritten notes and typed. I kind of like that. That's kind of a neat thing. I loved his thoughts that as you start to journal, you take one verse from your Bible reading and meditate on it for a few minutes as you record your thoughts. And then from there, consider adding the events of the day, your feelings and responses to them, prayers, joys, maybe even a quote or two that you came across to. That's quite a little entry you've built there if you do it that way. Um, One thing to be reminded to, writing out our prayers to God and seeing his work in our lives, and it helps us to grow in grace too. Um, Another tip here, don't quit if you've had a dry season. Just pick up your pen and start again. As you spend time in journaling, you're going to see the benefits and desire to continue to push through. Maybe you have a list of questions you want to review at the end of every day. George Whitfield's diary had a list of questions at the beginning that he self-examined himself by before he went to bed. He would write his activities of the day on one side of the journal and on the other side, He would evaluate the activities and events on the basis of these questions. I'm going to read these off. I'm going to put them in the show notes too. They may sound a little outdated for our modern day language, so bear with me on that. But you can um, do a little um, transcribing of them on your own and kind of figuring out. Um, I did look up a couple words that, not that I wasn't clear, but I wanted to have a better understanding of them. So I'm going to kind of share those as I go through. So he starts off and says, have I, number one, been fervent in prayer? Number two, after or before every deliberate conversation or action considered how it might tend to God's glory? Number three, after any pleasure, immediately given thanks? Number four, planned business for the day? Number five, been simple and recollected. And that really just means just giving to contemplation, just thinking things through. Been simple and recollected in everything. Number six, been meek, cheerful, affable, which just means showing warmth and friendliness in everything I said or did. Number seven, been proud, vain, unchaste, or enviable of others. Number eight, Recollected in eating and drinking, thankful, temperate in sleep. Number nine, thought or spoken unkindly of anyone. Number 10, confessed all sins. 
Maybe you can think through some questions on your own about your marriage or your family, your internet habits, your work, your care of your home, your finances. The thought here really I that comes to my mind is 2 Corinthians 13, 5, to examine yourselves. And the verse continues to more than just examine yourselves, but to see whether you are in the faith, test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. So I know for me personally, my journaling time, it helps me to discern my motives and bring about sin that I need to confess to the Lord and turn from. My journaling also helps me to see areas where I need to give thanks and praise to the Lord. It gives me, um, it just brings about reminders to pray for situations and for people he's put in my life. And it's amazing how when I start to write how the Holy Spirit brings these things to mind in my time of journaling. This is a great time for me to see areas of weakness and set spiritual goals. And not always just spiritual, but other areas of my life too that need some help. Because again, there's no separation of the sacred and spiritual. Everything that I do, I'm doing is unto the Lord. So maybe I need to be better disciplined in my internet habits or my homekeeping or some of my relationships may need time and attention. This is a really good time for me to evaluate all areas of my life. I love Elizabeth Elliot's words on how she journals. And she shared this in her book called Keep a Quiet Heart. It's on pages, if you have the physical book, it's on pages 131 to 132. And this particular entry on the way she kept a spiritual journal was titled The Chronicle of a Soul. And in this entry, she shared about how she kept a diary from high school to college. And then she, during her senior year in college, she began spiritual journals, which she continued to keep through her lifetime. She said she was thankful to go through them at times and see all the things she had forgotten and how it was a wonderful faith to strengthen to see how her Savior led her, how he heard her prayers, how he supplied all her needs, and how he teaches or taught her, I should say, of himself. She stated the obvious to all of us. Our memories are really poor and a journal is a way to record his faithfulness and really even our own faithfulness, which teaches us to value his grace and mercy in our lives. We learn so much and can see our growth over the years in areas of mental, emotional, and spiritual. So here's a list that she gave of things to put down in your spiritual journal. And although each one may not be daily, they were some areas that I appreciated to consider in my own journaling. So I've utilized these I've had her book forever and I've read through it probably three times or more already. And sometimes I still pick it up, but this is something that was a help to me when I first started journaling. So her first one was lessons learned from your reading of scripture. And she said, if you put these in a journal, instead of marking up your Bible, you will find new things each time you read the Bible, instead of reading it through the grid of old notes. Worth a try, she said. Number two. Ways in which you intend to apply those lessons in your own life. And she says, reading your journal later will reveal answers to prayer you would have otherwise overlooked. Number three, dialogues with the Lord. What you say to him, what he seems to be revealing to you about some problem or issue or need through his word. Number four, quotations from your spiritual reading other than the Bible. This is a great place to store quotes, and I do this a lot. And if you notice on things like my Instagram or Facebook page, my social media, 
um, my photo quotes, they are just quotes that come up that I have saved over the years that I've come across in my readings and things that I'll just kind of jot down and put in my journal. And then I, I utilize Evernote very heavily, which I love to save articles and things, and it's all categorized. But I just, it's just a place where I store my quotes. So it's just a handy um, thing to have sometimes, especially for me as writing and blog posts, because with Evernote, it's a handy tool. You can search those quotes. It's got a great search engine in in it to find um, various quotes that I'm looking for. Um, Number five, she has prayers from the words of hymns, which you want to make your own. So great place to just Um, I know sometimes as you're journaling, maybe a song comes to you and you just write down the chorus there as part of the, um, just a prayer to the Lord, some of the words. Number six, reasons for Thanksgiving. And she puts a caution here. She says, when you get into the habit of recording these, the list gets out of hand. And I do believe that's true. Number seven, things you're praying about. And she says, along with this, you might choose to have a separate notebook for this or an quote appendix in another section of the same book and she says to date put a date on which the prayer was prayed date on which it was answered with space for how the answer came in some cases so I put this list um, I put it together in a separate blog post that I call journaling tips from Elizabeth Elliot and it's at the blog and I'll link to it in the show notes too for you so um, as I read her journaling tips how quickly it stood out, how much this has influenced her writings. I think of all the quotes and hymns and offerings of gratitude that stand out to me in Elizabeth Elliot's writings and speaking engagements that you listen to, how she applied the lessons of scripture to her life. It's a great testimony that she has left to us. So this is a great place to start in your journaling journey if you haven't yet or something to add to it. So again, The reminder that this is not a requirement in scripture, but there is spiritual benefit to it. I love the reminder to keep it simple and not to try and catch up if you've started and missed days in between, but to just pick it up and start writing again. And I want to leave with some words from Donald Whitney on the saints of the past. He spoke of Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield here. He said, how did men like Edwards and Whitfield become so unusually conformed to the image of Christ? Part of their secret was their use of the spiritual discipline of journaling to maintain self-accountability for their spiritual goals and priorities. Before we give all the reasons why we cannot be as godly as they were, let us first try doing what they did. So my dear friends, Jesus is enough always. Thank you again for your time today. And again, the show notes and all the other podcasts in this series are over at my little home on the web, thankfulhomemaker.com. And if you're just joining us new today, I'd love you to take a peek at some past episodes that may be of interest to you. Um, And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, I would be so grateful if you could take a few minutes to leave a rating and a review so others can find it. Ladies, because of your ratings and reviews, um, this little podcast has hit over 225,000 downloads. It's more than I imagine. I'm grateful to the Lord and for you all for that. Just thank you for sharing it, for leaving reviews. I'm I'm just overwhelmed with God's kindness and goodness um, to me. And just I'm so thankful for the gift of you all too. So I'm just very grateful. My heart, that just means a lot to me. And again, before I leave, um, I've started this little where I want to share a favorite resource for you. And today, 
my resource I want to share with you is a website that has tons more resources on it to learn about God's Word, and it's called Biblical Training. They have tons of free online Bible and theology classes to study God's Word. They have an app so you can listen even as you're doing laundry or the dishes. You can walk around with your headphones on or that phone with you if you can do that. Or you can sit down with the classes and take notes. And that's if I if you can do that, I highly recommend that because the classes are really rich and deep. Um, I just started listening but found the teaching so rich I wanted to take notes. So I have a feeling you're probably going to do the same if you get started. Um, currently, I'm listening to a series on their site by Greg Guthrie, and it's called How to Read Your Bible. Check it out. I think you'll like it. It's um, it's not as much as for beginners as I thought it was going to be, so it kept me intrigued and listening and more. I'll link to that specific class in the show notes too, but again, I'll listen to, I'll list to, um, list, oh my goodness, I can't even speak here. I will link to biblical training. And in my mind, I think it's biblicaltraining.org, but again, it'll be in the show notes. So thanks for being here with me and have a very blessed week, my dear friends. Mm-hmm.